All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's What VR. Today, we have a new guest with us, Susan Russell. Susan, how are you? Hi, good morning. Thank you. Susan, for anybody who doesn't know, is the executive director of Keep Louisiana Beautiful, which if you don't know, you probably should. But Susan, give us a short version. I know we've got some things going on with, you know, a campaign of Love the Boot right now. But just even outside of that, as we'll jump to it, a little bit about kind of what you're doing what the organization is, what's that kind of Reader's Digest version for anybody that doesn't know? Sure. We, we keep Louisiana beautiful. We are the uh, state's largest nonprofit that is solely focused on working with communities and businesses and individuals uh, to beautify and clean their communities. And this is probably a big, it, it's a big deal, but it seems, it's is it getting better or worse? You know, is that well, the hard we, question to answer? Everything that we hear and that we see, uh, it doesn't look like it's getting better, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there's a number of reasons why uh, that is. I think the effects that uh, on from COVID have been really um, play, play a role in this. So when you think of, um, you know, those two years, you know, we, we spent a lot more time outdoors, especially during that period of time when we were shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also a time when, um, you know, municipalities and parishes, maybe they didn't have the staff or they weren't uh, uh, maintaining the parks and green spaces, maybe at the same level as they were, you know, previously. And so a lot more uh, litter was generated from people and from the lack of uh, servicing and maintaining those trash receptacles and green spaces. Um, I also think people, a lot of people were ordering out more. So whenever there's additional waste that's generated, unfortunately, that that tends to lead to to more litter and and debris. People did spring cleaning, cleaned out their homes and, uh, you know, a lot of the solid waste haulers were were overloaded. Um, Curbside recycling shut down in in many communities for for a period of time. We also had, you know, litter abatement uh, crews um, that would uh, clean up the roadsides on a regular basis and remove litter. And that's a, a, you know, an important piece to this to this puzzle. And uh, those those crews were were halted um, and suspended. Um, and, and even to this day, they have not returned to the levels they were before. So if you are not picking it up and the litter is continuing to be thrown down, then that accumulation, I think, is is partially what we what we see here. So there are some effects of that, you know, and a lot of municipalities, as well as the corrections department and the police departments are seeing a reduction in workforce. And all that trickles down into the maintenance of our communities and our roadways. Um, so, so that is a part of it. We also have experienced um, some incredible natural disasters with flooding and, and, and hurricanes. And anytime we see that, we see an increase. You have trucks on the roads, either rebuilding or removing debris. Unfortunately, many of them are not covered or secured. And a lot of that debris will fly out and wind up on our roadways, which not only is an eyesore, but it's it's a safety issue as well. So I think it's just a combination of those things, as well as our citizens not doing their part mm-hmm. to keep Louisiana clean. You know, um, it comes down to that personal behavior as well. No, yeah. it's, I was going to probably bring this up, but I might as well just jump into it now. I think a lot of the, you know, I'm very passionate, I guess, about this. It really 
it drives me insane because it's our community. It's where we live. I don't think, you know, by and large, most people don't walk around their house and just throw trash, you know, on the ground, they put it in a trash can and they take it out. But yet you'll see somebody at a red light. And like when I see somebody just throw that McDonald's bag out the window, it really gets on me, but it, what gets on me even more, I guess, than that, when I've really started kind of like, if you get to like, okay, well, that's the cause, what's the, you know, what's the root cause of this? It goes back, I think to, and I feel like I can say it, I can be more blunt with it. Maybe you can as well, but I've talked to some other people and all this, but it's, it's the parents. It's like, we've got to teach our kids. Like I know, like my kids the other day got out of the car, something, you know, blew out of the car and one of them just watched it. Like thought it was, you know, neat. And it's like, no, you go get it. Like go get the piece of paper, you know, that flew out. It's, it's, I think it has a lot to do with how you were raised and kind of where you put some of those values, right? You know, that it's like, if it's You're not right. a big deal to you, right? you know, then it's yeah. not going to be a big deal. And it just compounds the problem. Yeah, and- you're right. It, we do need to educate. Unfortunately, branding often it's the parents are the are you know the the worst culprits often, mm-hmm. and so you can't teach what you don't know and what you don't practice yourself. You know, but I often refer it to uh, take seatbelts for uh, example, seatbelts and car seats. Right, my children are grown now, but they've never been in a car without wearing a car, without either either being in a car seat as a, you know, as an infant or wearing a seatbelt. That changed because when I was raised, you know, I'm one of five. We didn't have five car seats, I can guarantee you, you know, and we didn't all wear seatbelts. So that shift in behaviors, you know, we need to do the same type of thing for litter. Um, I, I make the reference to, um, to drinking and driving, you know, for you know, MAD really did a, a wonderful job bringing the problem to the forefront and helping to change people's uh, behaviors. A lot of that was driven by laws, um, but it's still, like I said, my children are grown. They do not drink a drive. They'll call an Uber or they'll be a designated driver. And that didn't happen overnight, right? But it, it happened when people came together and said, we have a problem. This is important. And we need to have a plan of how we're going to attack this and how we're going to resolve it. And it's not just through enforcement. It's not just through awareness. It's, you know, it's all of these things put together. We need to educate our young people and so that they know the right way. And they often have more influence over their parents than we ever will. Right. Mm-hmm. We also need to make sure our communities support clean, vibrant communities. They have the infrastructure in place that is as simple as having trash receptacles and ash receptacles in green spaces, making sure our roadways are maintained. It's not just about the litter, but are they edged? Are they mowed? Are they are the streets, you know, signs uh, standing up? Are they clean? Because all of that together is the appearance that communicates whether a community is cared for, if someone is watching, if leaders are and re- residents are invested and all that. So we know litter attracts litter. So when an area is maintained, it'll attract less litter. And when litter is not, you know, on the ground, then, you know, it, it, it helps as well. We've seen, we've seen areas that are littered and it seems overnight they turn into dump sites. So, you know, 
it's it's a bad it's a bad problem um, that gets worse when people just turn their head and ignore it. I think it's you know for a lot of people, I guess you know this even ties. People don't realize it, you know, it ties all the way down, all the way to like a tourism kind of thing. You know, when people are coming through and they exit, you know, the interstate and it's maybe like you said, it's overgrown, there's trash, there's the cups, the, you know, the street sign, you know, it's half hanging over, it looks run, you know, like all these problems start to compound and nobody, you know, they pull over, they get their gas and they get back and, you know, it's that small talk that's going to remind that they're going to remember like, man, that was kind of, you know, I'm good thing I didn't live there you know, or we'd never come back here again. These problems are not just, we've got, you know, a cup on the ground, we need to get picked up and it becomes a much bigger problem. Yeah. It's not just an appearance problem, right? It's, it's, (laughs) it affects. And, and I say this often, there's probably not uh, a bigger problem in Louisiana that gets such little funding or attention. It is in all 64 parishes, makes no difference what neighborhood you live in. If you're Republican, if you're Democrat, if you know, it it touches us all. It affects business growth. It affects tourism, as you mentioned. It it affects wildlife, habitat, water quality. Um, you know, now people are finally connecting that litter and debris clogs storm drains and causes flooding. Um, and so it reduces property values. You can talk to realtors, you can talk to, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, they can all back this up. There's no good side to this. It's, I call it the great unifier because it is just that large of a problem. And so back to your point, it just seems so, it's hard for us to understand how people can, um, you know, like you said, pull up to uh, the corner and and empty out their, their car or empty out their ashtray? Like, what is the mentality there? And there seems to be such a disconnect because people will tell you that, you know, they love Louisiana, right? We have people who our roots grow so deep. We live across the street from auntie and around the corner from grandma. And, you know, we, we love our food. We love our music, the culture here. And yet we don't care for it. And you think, mm-hmm people who care and love their state and their community and the richness of it would do extra to preserve it and to care for it and to make sure that it stays beautiful because we do have a beautiful state. We just do a bad job of taking care of it. And so there is that disconnect there and we need to do a better job of connecting people, reaching to people. Like you're saying, education is a key piece to this so is enforcement, so is awareness. It's all together. And it's not just the responsibility of local government or state government, it's all of us. So if businesses made sure that they had trash and ash receptacles in front of their stores, if they made sure their dumpsters were closed and things weren't overflowing and blowing down the street, if they made sure their, their parking lots and their, um, their parking bays were clean um, before and after each shift. That would be huge, right? Mm. Schools and churches, if they just kept up with their campus and the surrounding areas. Same with neighborhoods. You see litter on your street or surrounding your neighborhood. Grab a bag and a garden glove. Grab your, your, your kid and, and go pick it up. Take. You don't have to wait for someone to plan a cleanup to clean up. Right. That's that's where I was about to go. It's when you 
I do it, you know, at least probably a couple times a week, you know, I'll pull into the office and it amazes me, you know, I'll pull in and I'll go to start walking and I'll see it, you know, along the way and I'll pick it up. And then I just have this, I don't know why, I guess it's just, I pick it up and then I turn back and look at every other, you know, I'm like, okay, there's 35 cars here. Why did I just pick this up? You know, I'm coming in, you know, coming back from a meeting at 11. It's like, we can all, if everybody just kind of like pick it up as you see it. And then it's the education, you know, it's the simple thing. Like the only thing I could equate it to, and this maybe is probably a bad example and shame on me, but at the same, you know, I've got a 14 year old daughter and occasionally more often than not, probably I'll have some language fall out of my mouth in the middle of a conversation. And she just immediately, you know, I hear it language, you know, and she calls me out on it because yeah. she knows that's not supposed to happen. Back to the education part, you said, yeah. you know, she's been educated, you know, she knows like that's not, you know, I shouldn't talk like that or shouldn't say that, you know, and it's like at the same time, but if we walk down, is she going litter, you know, and picking it up, you know, have we had that conversation in school or do we just assume somebody else is going to deal with it. And I think that's probably to me, it would seem from an outsider. That's a lot of the problem that everybody else just assumes, well, that street corner is going to get picked up. The city's got somebody to come pick that up or that trash bin, you know, when you go like cram it in just so you can check, you know, you, you feel good that you didn't throw it away on the side of the, just drop it at the bottom of the tray. It's like, well, you really didn't do any good. You just crammed it in on the top. It's going to blow away as soon as you walk off. And it's you know, almost like you're fighting apathy at this point. Yeah, and you know, the, this has to be, it has to be a relationship that, that works for everybody, right? We can't, like I said, we can't push it just on local and state government, but at the same time, they have a role and a responsibility mm -hmm. and they need to lead. So if the message to citizens is do your part, don't litter, if you see it, pick it up, you know, cover, bag your trash, cover your trash, keep the your truck bed clean, you know, reduce your, your, your waste, recycle when you can. If, if that is the expectation that is and should be, you know, on each citizen, our leaders need to do a better job too, and they need to step up. So when that business is breaking ordinances and not, and they, their dumpsters are overflowing and blowing down and, and clogging the culverts and, and the storm drains. They need to be cited, right? Mm -hmm. Municipalities need to do a better job maintaining their cities. Um, so when everybody does their part, like this is not going to happen on the backs of volunteers, you know, mm -hmm. volunteers are great, right? Doing these events are great. They serve a purpose. But when you look at permanently solving the problem, we need to look at best practices and policies and just the, the ongoing as well as the education and the enforcement. It's all of those pieces together. Our leaders need to lead. And then citizens, I think, will follow from there. But by pushing the, you know, it, the, kicking the can down the road and just thinking that all citizens are going to be able to tackle this problem, citizens can't go on the interstate and pick up litter, you know? Right. So it needs to be a shared, um, you know, a, a shared approach. And I think that's why we are really excited and hopeful that we're seeing that 
now for the first time with the governor and a lieutenant governor teaming up, putting together this task force that is looking at recommendations to address the issue. We also have, um, you know, we've been working with the lieutenant governor on our Love the Boot Week, where again, it's about engaging people, heightening awareness and educating them. And when I say education, people say, well, when you, when you have a, a litter cleanup, how are you educating people? That's just picking up litter. And you know what, a day or two later, it's going to be littered again. So why do we even bother? And I, and I tell people that the, the litter removal piece to it is so important because, first of all, we're engaging our citizens in helping to beautify their communities, right? But also 91% of all litter is four inches or smaller, which means when we get in our car and we drive around, which most of the time we do, because unfortunately, you know, too many of our cities are not pedestrian friendly. Um, we don't even notice all the litter. So all mm -hmm. the cigarette butts, all the bottle caps, 91% of the litter we probably do not even see. But when you're on the ground, walking, bending down, picking up trash, you become keenly aware of how bad the litter problem is. And we hope that that will fuel outrage and will motivate people, not only for them to change, but also to advocate for change from others and to advocate for change in their leadership body. They, everybody needs to call their mayors, their parish president, their representatives, and let them know this is important. This is damaging our state on every level, and we need to make a change, and that change needs to start now. Absolutely. Well, that's so the program you guys are running right now, that this overarching, yeah. you know, is the love the boot, right? That's kind of where yeah. you know, that's the theme. And then all of this is flowing, you know, underneath and yeah. moving there. So, what we were saying before, you know, if Really, we just want everybody to love Louisiana, love their community, love their neighborhood. Like I mentioned earlier, when you love something, you care for it, right? You respect mm -hmm. it, you treasure it. If everybody did that, we wouldn't have a problem. And so we designated this week, kicked off on Monday, and it coincides with Earth Day. And this will be um, every year. You know, this is our first year of rolling it out, but we plan on being back next year, bigger and even better. And people will know that this is the time of year when we kind of do our spring cleaning and make everything, you know, beautiful. And so uh, we have over 270 events going on all week long in 52 parishes. So huge success, especially for the first year. We will be collecting all the data on how much, many pounds uh, of litter was collected and removed from the roadways and how many volunteers, and we'll be making that known in May. Um, but like I said, the idea is to engage people to heighten awareness. In addition to the cleanups, we also have a radio campaign going on, some billboards, a big social media campaign. So it's heightening awareness, it's engaging people, and it's cleaning up Louisiana. And we hope that this does not end on Sunday, right? The idea is that it empowers people and engages them to where they start taking care of their own place, pride in place, 365 days of the year. And really, if we all just kept our own place clean, the area around our home, around our school, around our business, around our church, our parks, we wouldn't have a problem. It is a hundred percent preventable. And probably I would say 
it's preventable. And like you said, we can't hand, we can't have people walking down the interstate, you know, but if, you know, if everybody does their part, if you make sure, you know, when you go for the walk in the neighborhood, pick it up as you see it, or Hey, if everybody just picked up in their own front yard, you know, that front little stretch. And if every business said, Hey, we're going to take a little bit of time to just go pick up around, you know, our property and kind of what things are, it would seem like you can make a big difference pretty quick. Yeah. But the, the overarching, it seems as you were talking, I kept, you kept popping in my head, kind of the, the old cliche of, you know, the first step in solving the problem is admitting there is one, you know, and saying, yes, we have a litter problem. We have it. Let's fix it. How? And we, then you we, yeah, we have a, we have a big litter problem and, and, you know, to the interstate, you know, yes, volunteers are not, you know, should never go on the interstate, but there are, and we all see it. Anybody who travels the interstate, you know, when you see a mattress or, or a whole bag of trash or an end table or a ladder, that's not coming from someone's car window. That's coming from a truck that has an unsecured load or trash in the back of the pickup. Right. And that needs to stop. We need to start writing tickets for people with loads that are not secured. It's dangerous. And you know, it's, it should be easily enforced because it's either covered and secured or it's not, you know, it's that Mm -hmm. clear. Right. And so we need all of our businesses and all of our individuals that own pickup trucks to really make a special effort to either tie down their load, make sure they don't throw their trash in the back of the truck. That's going to help clean up our interstates more than anything else. Also, if you have a, a blowout or a wreck on the side of the road, those pieces and parts and, and, and the, the, the tire parts and the bumpers, those need to be removed. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we need our police and our uh, tow truck drivers to do a better job making sure that someone is accountable for, for removing those pieces. So if those two things alone were done, we would see a huge difference in our interstates. Right now, DOTD spends over $9 million cleaning up our interstates, and they're still littered. We are wasting money. We're, we're spending money on the back end when we should be spending it on the front end. Wow. And it sounds like that's deal it's education that's what we really got to do is make people because maybe it's back to you know that officer at the wreck is assuming that the tow truck guy is going to pick it up and the tow truck guy is assuming somebody from dotd is going to come pick it up and everybody drives off and it sits there and nobody gets it done so i get it done and you know what brandon as uh you know monday we had our kickoff for love the boot week and it was it was a great day we had a huge turnout the lieutenant governor, the secretaries from, um, you know, so many of our state departments were there speaking, supporting this cause. We had a, a cleanup with 50, you know, volunteers. I think we picked up like 72 bags of trash. Just a, a beautiful day, a way to kick off Love the Boot week. I get home, I turn on the TV and what do I see? New Orleans Lakefront and all of the trash that was left behind from Easter Sunday, when people went out to the lakefront New Orleans and gathered with their friends and their family and just literally got up and left and walked away. Crawfish, trays of food, just unbelievable. And we need to enforce that. People need to get tickets and need to be cited Mm -hmm. when those kinds of things happen. That is unacceptable on every single level. So yes, education, awareness, all of that is important. But for some people, 
they need to be cited in order for them to to change their behavior. Yeah, some people, you know, just it, you hate to do that, but it, there's got to be there's a there's a penalty. There's a call. You know, people talk about it's not just going to affect that one person. You know, the one person that maybe gets cited, they're going to complain to five other people that they got a ticket, right. and then five other people get educated, and people start realizing, well, wait a minute. I don't want to get cited, you know, for okay. it. So we didn't just, that one ticket has a ripple effect That's amongst right. the friends of everybody who was there knows that somebody got the ticket, then everybody that they complained to. And then when they went to, you know, court or went to go pay it, what do you hear for? Everybody's here. And it's lit. a lot of people find out from that one citation. And from that, what I understand, the problem wasn't, you know, just that Sunday, that this has been an ongoing problem. I think just Sunday was, you know, probably the, the, the final straw. But again, it's, it's us not being proactive, it's being reactive on every level. So the city then had to pay people, a contractor to go and pick up all of the debris, all the litter, and then they collect it and have to pay a tipping fee on it. Wouldn't it have been smarter to attack it from the front end, you know, and to make sure that there were enough, you know, permanent trash receptacles there, that maybe there were enforcement officials there? You know, we just really need to step back and say what we are doing is not working. And what do we need to do? What are other states doing that we're not doing? And I think that's part of the challenge of this litter task force that uh, the, the governor uh, put in place that's led by the Lieutenant Governor and Keep Louisiana Beautiful is looking at where we have missed opportunities. Where are the gaps? What are, like I said, what are they doing that we're not? And mm -hmm. where, what can we be doing better? And so we're looking at best practices and we're looking at policies. We're looking at what we currently do and why it's not working and what needs to change to make it work. What do we need to do to engage the different sectors of our community? This is a public and a private sector you know, problem. How we can engage our schools and nonprofits and businesses working with us in this. So we're really excited to be able to, to give some recommendations. Um, to, to the governor, you know, July 1. Um, and we need to address this with a comprehensive plan. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you stopping in and filling us in, you know, kind of on what this is. Hopefully we can help some, some of this awareness piece and then maybe somebody else will think about it as they walk through their business or they can get involved. Um, we'll put some links on how to find you guys, you know, kind of below as we put this out. But I'd love to hear kind of, you know, Bay, have you come back after the, you know, love the boot kind of campaign, you know, we run this last this week, you know, next week and kind of see, you know, what did that do to let people maybe realize how big of a problem it really is? You know, I'd, it's I'd not love just to local. Come back. Yeah, I'd love to come but, back. Like I said, this is just, you know, one week, but we, we need to engage more of our communities and those who are interested in becoming a part of our affiliate network. You know, we have 30 affiliates throughout the state and we need more and we provide training and support and grants and, you know, help. Our role is to help local communities, you know, address the issue, you know, so what we can do to help them build their capacity. But I'd love to come back and uh, for people who want more information, they can go to keeplouisianabeautiful.org. Okay. Well, let's do that. Let's get you back on, find out kind of, you know, what it turned out, how the, you know, the, I don't want to say event because it's more of a movement maybe or spearheading, you know, an effort to get mm -hmm. something started, you know, kind of put something together that way and 
come back in and get some of those numbers that y'all collected and then see if we can hopefully get some people to you know get involved because like we said this is a it's a small problem but has a big repercussion you know you wouldn't walk around like i said earlier and throw trash in your house you you wouldn't throw it in your own yard and if you saw it in your own yard you pick it up so if you see it as you're walking into a business just pick it up most businesses will have a trash you know right before you walk in you know just I think a big part of the problem too, Brandon, is that people don't feel connected to their community. They don't, they don't feel or understand that they are the community. You know, Mm -hmm. we all make up what's called community. And so if you, if you feel like that is for someone else, you're not connected there. And, um, and it never used to be that way. You know, people really, they, they volunteered more, they were engaged more. And I think that it's just those societal shifts, you know, that, that have been made where, you know, more people are just busy working, trying to keep food on the table and lights on. And it's just one more thing, you know. I would think that. And then from the outside, not being in a day-to-day kind of where you are, I think some of the education would come in for not only just the general public, but also for business owners is to kind of know where, you know, where does local, you know, and state government stop and where should you pick up? You know, like we're not, you know, DOTDs that spending $9 million a year walking, you know, the interstate getting stuff picked up, but yet they're not going to come pick up the back of your parking lot. That's just not, you know, that's your job. You know, there's not somebody that's going to come and do that. And most people and most businesses don't have, I would think, somebody that they want to say, hey, you need to go, you know, pick that up. Like somebody's going to go, well, that's not my job. I'm, you know, the mail, you know, guy or I'm stocking the warehouse or, you know, I'm running the truck, picking up, you know, and fixing people's refrigerators all day. So they don't have that person. But it's like, well, if you don't have that, you're that person, you're the business owner, you're responsible for it. Nobody else is going to come do it. So you can get out there, do it yourself. You can rally your team to do it or write a check and have somebody else come and do it. But ultimately you're responsible. The state's not coming in there. They're going to go here because we don't want to tell you to go walk down the interstate, but you got to do your part and meet us this way. Everybody's job description. You know, yeah, and everybody's job description. And like what I was saying earlier about part of what the task force is doing as well is identifying missed opportunities. And so I'll give you an example because you brought it up and it reminded me of that. But when businesses engage with municipalities at that point, whether that's getting their license or what, whatever, that they need to fill out a form, that is the, the at the very beginning, that first point of contact. That is an opportunity for the municipality to communicate to a business coming in the expectation, right? For a clean, beautiful. So that's sharing with them ordinances, that's sharing with them that they need to have their trash, their ash receptacle, their dumpster, uh, you know, be partners with us, do your part, keep your parking lots clean, power wash every six months, whatever. Like, you know, there are little things that might cost what, 10 cents for a piece of paper that, that we can all be doing. And it's, it's, you know, where it goes, people realize that. I know where we should put it. It'll be my, maybe you've got the idea already. 
but that would get lost potentially, you know, or it turns into something electronic. But what I get every year that I get in paper that I pay attention to, it would seem like this needs to be an insert in everybody's property tax bill. Stick it in there. Here's your bill, by the way. Here's what you're also responsible with the property that you owe. Here's a checklist, you know, not saying it's a mandate, you know, we're not saying anything, but I was just, as you described it, it's like, you know, everybody gets that tax bill from the sheriff's office, you know, or your local municipality. Here's the tax that you owe. Why can't we put a little flyer, a little insert, what we call, you know, a billing insert. It's like, you know, thanks for, you know, being part of the community. Here's the thing, by the way, here's a couple of things as a property owner that we'd appreciate it if you could do or make sure that are done. And if you're not the guy to do it or the girl in the office do it, hand that piece of paper to somebody else and say, hey, can you make sure we're doing our part here? It'd be that easy. Yep. Not saying it solves the problem, but it sure is help with awareness, I would think. Because yeah. that's that gap to where if we could define that message and let them know, here's how you know we could reach a lot of people really fast and tell them we're going to do this. You know, the front of it is what we're going to be able to do for you. And the back is what you can do for us, you know, and slip it in with the property tax bill. <laughs> so that's what I've got. Well, look, let's have you come back and hear it again. I don't want to take up. I tell most people you got more important things to do than talk to me all day. So I appreciate you making some time. And like I said, we can get some awareness out here and we'll have you come back and tell us, you know, kind of how it went, you know, what was collected, how many people got involved and, you know, what the next steps are. Thank you for having me. And I would love to come back and talk to you about the results. And I'd love to come back just periodically throughout the year and keep you posted and all your listeners posted on, um, on the progress that we're having. Awesome. Well, so we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have Thank a great day. You, you too, Brandon. Bye-bye.